And if you need help starting your podcast, New Light Podcast Studios, Nashville is happy to help. We will consult with you, help you get everything set up through Anchor or whatever you want. And then we have the studio here for you to rent, to record your audio podcast. If you want a video, no problem. Just find us on Facebook at New Light Nashville Podcast Studio and get started on your podcast today. When you hear that sound, it's probably too late. You need a guy. I want to be your guy. I'm Kevin with Corson Fire and Security, and I'm a restaurant territory account manager. Do you know who's doing your inspections at your restaurant? Please reach out to me at 615-974-2932, and I'll be glad to come out and take a quick look and look at all your fire safety inspection needs. If you're building your restaurant, we can help with that too. As far as kitchen suppression, fire extinguishers, emergency lights, we do it all. One stop, one shop. Call Kevin at 615-974-2932. Let me be your guy, Nashville. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. We are powered by Gordon Food Service. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host today. Man, it feels good to be back. Wow. Two weeks of a break. We've took a little time. We've done a bunch of interviews this week. Wow. We are so excited. We are going to come back fast and furious to start off the month of June. Here we go. Today, we are going to be speaking with Rachel Hale. Rachel Hale is, uh, she was a top 20 female contestant on American Idol season 13 in the year 2002. Season 12 in the year 2013. I get them mixed up every time. Uh, she also has a show on Instagram called Hale's Kitchen, and she is a firecracker. I mean, this woman is absolutely amazing. She's so fun. We had such a great interview, just a great time in the studio. There may be more to come with Miss Rachel Hale, so stay tuned. Um, this was a really fun, fun interview, and I cannot wait to share it with you. We've had some time off, and... Um, we're coming back strong on Monday. Guys, if you're listening to this, that means it's Friday. This is a Friday episode. And on Monday, we're going to have Emma and Chris Bayard. Bayard? I say Bayard. Then they say this Bayard. Bayard? Bayard. How? They're going to kill me. Emma and Chris Bayard, who are uh, the owners of SS Guy. And that is opening in the wash tomorrow. It's June the 2nd. So this episode that we have with them is going to be coming out on Monday, but you can go eat their food now. So you should go to the wash and they're brand new. This is a Thai style fried chicken and a Thai style grilled chicken. And man, they tell you all about how they created this particular dish and what it means and what to order and all the good stuff that comes out on Monday. We also have an interview coming out very soon with Noel Marchetti. She is the, I said James Beard nominated. They said she wasn't a semifinalist. She was not. She was a, a James Beard semifinalist uh, this year in the pastry category, which is a national thing. 
And uh, she's at Yolan, and she's going to be talking to us all about her craft and what her life has been like and all the things. So that's going to be coming up. We also have Ford Fry. Uh, he's going to be coming up, too. He is the owner of the Optimist, Superica, Lelou, and Star Rover. Or Star, Star, it is Star Rover. Yeah, Star Rover. If you haven't been to Star Rover, you need to go check that out. That place is insane amazing place. Hey, I forgot to mention when we're talking about amazing places. Next door to SS Guy is the Suiza Super Quesadilla. This is Chad and Gracie's new venture. Uh, they have East ESP, East Side Pho, which is in the wash. Next door to that is going to be Suiza Super Quesadilla. And they also have East Side Bon Me. This place is out of control. This quesadilla is one of the best damn things I've ever eaten. And it's right next door to SS Guy. So if you go to SS Guy, stop in and get the Suiza quesadilla and then get you a Vietnamese coffee next door at ESP or whatever you want. Some amazing, amazing food over there at the wash right now. All right. So Rachel Hale is uh, going to be coming on in just a moment. We've had such a nice break. Thank you for going back and listening to old episodes and getting caught up. There's so many announcements I want to make and just things that have happened. We will be recording a roundup pretty soon. We got lots going on here, folks. Uh, buckle in. It's going to be a busy summer. Uh, but let's jump in right now with Rachel Hale. Super excited today to welcome in Rachel Hale. Uh, she hails from the season 12 American Idol, which was in 2013. Hey, team. People yes, thank this. you for having me, Minnie. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. You also have a show on Instagram yes. called Hale's Kitchen. Yes, I do. There's the restaurant connection. Right? Yes. So, Nash Restaurant Radio, I've been interviewing more musicians. I love having musicians because that's kind of my, I'm not a musician per se. I played guitar at church when I was a kid, but like, I think there's a massive connection between artists and creating music and you're a songwriter as well. Um, and what chefs do and what we do in restaurants, because it's a very vulnerable process to create a dish, put it together and then put it out there and hope people like it. Oh, 100%. And then some people don't. And the same thing with music, right? Yes. Yes. They're very similar. They're both, in my opinion, in the entertainment industry. 100%. Especially with television, where it has taken the food industry. The food industry is more of an entertainment industry than it has ever been, in my opinion. Um, so I think what we do is very similar. Very, very similar. 100%. Mm -hmm. I, I, I couldn't agree more. So that makes complete sense that you're here. Yeah, right? thank so you. Yes. It's like, she's a musician. What's she doing on a Nashville restaurant radio? And I'm like, ah, but she's... There's the simulator, and you have Hale's Kitchen. Tell yes. me about Hale's Kitchen. Okay, Hale's Kitchen is the best. It is a pun on my last name and a spin on Gordon Ramsay's Hale's Kitchen. So basically, I partner with paleo companies to create paleo recipes for my social media followers to enjoy. And I started it during the pandemic. I was in LA and I was under stay at home order. And I started uh, sharing. I've been eating this way for a very, very long time. But I just, it's something I never shared with my social media following. And I just began to share it during the pandemic. And it really took off. And people love it. And I love it. And it has become one of the joys of my life. Yep. All right. Let's talk about paleo. <laughs> yes. Like what? what <laughs> where can you go eat? Can you go eat anywhere? Do you know, but that's why. Okay. So that's what's so crazy is 
I am from Arkansas, you know, and I remember getting into healthy eating when I was like 16. And I remember going to a Cracker Barrel and trying to order a salad even. And I love Cracker Barrel, but the waitress said, do you just want lettuce? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I I mean? Like, that's what she said when I was trying to like figure out how to make it healthy. Even the salad, she's like, do you just want lettuce? And, uh, and so I've had that being from the South, you know, I grew up eating fried chicken and fried catfish and you know, those types of foods being from Arkansas. And as I got into healthy eating, I realized like, oh, this is a no-go. Like I've got to figure out how to cook. I've got to figure out how to um, make things myself. And so undercover, right? Like my social media following did not know. My fans didn't know. um, But I was like cooking healthy foods. And my close friends would always make fun of me because I was the girl that carried a grapefruit in her purse, right? Like, (laughs) like I was, I'm serious. I would whip out. I don't do that anymore. Um, I still carry other things, but not grapefruit. But I, um, but I was that, that girl just trying to figure out how to do this. Right. So my close friends always knew that I was trying to eat healthy. And then, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's been difficult finding places. Nashville's gotten a lot better, um, about offering more uh, paleo options, but that's one of the reasons I learned how to cook. It's how I really started, um, (laughs) the recipes I make is because I wanted a brownie and I couldn't find any that were paleo or I wanted a a donut or, um, Mexican taco, you know, things like that. If you're listening out there and you're like, I have no idea what paleo is. Will you give me like the 30 second version of what paleo is? I'll tell you just real quick, no legumes, no grains, no dairy, um, no gluten, no refined sugars. And I think I covered it. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. But people call it the caveman diet. Yeah. So I I don't think that that a caveman would be able to eat, you can eat. Yeah. Right. So like if it's like meat or like lettuce, berries, you're good. But you know, I just don't, I don't do a lot of berries, which is funny because when people call it the caveman diet, I don't actually really like that term because I'm like, I don't feel like a caveman, you know, (laughs) but, uh, but it is the caveman diet. So why is that healthy? Why is that considered healthy food? Well, a lot of those foods are going to be the foods that you can have, which are the meats, the, um, avocados, the healthy fats, the nuts, all those types of things. You have coconut oils and and things of that nature, sweet potatoes. Um, they're anti-inflammatory. So they're really great for your gut health, which is connected to your brain. Um, your gut health and brain health are very, very much connected. And so, um, when I changed a paleo diet, I found that I had more energy. My inflammation went down. I didn't have, um, really weight fluctuation anymore. Sometimes I would have a lot of weight fluctuation as a woman and I didn't, it really just stayed pretty much consistent. I could eat what I wanted and my energy stayed the same. My mood stayed the same. I wasn't moody. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have like outbursts of anger or anything like that. If I ate something and didn't feel well and yeah, so I, just, I stuck with it. It helped me. And honestly too, as a singer, I dealt with a ton of acid reflux all growing up. And so that just ruins your voice. And when I went paleo, it disappeared. I didn't have any more. So I didn't have to like freak out or worry of like, Oh, will I be able to sing? Will I be able to make that show? Like what if my acid reflux comes back or whatever? And so it helped me. It worked for me. I don't think it's for everybody. I think everybody's body is different. Um, but for me, it really, really worked. And so if you are someone who is like me and it works for you, I think you might like my recipes. I read a book by a guy named Dr. Gundry. Are you familiar with Dr. Gundry at I've all? heard of him, but I have not. Is? I've, I've heard of him. I do not, I'm not familiar with his work. He goes into this whole thing where he says, ca- cavemen, right? What they were able to eat, and this is for like weight fluctuation and like how your body works. Mm-hmm. 
He said, so in the summertime, fruits grow and you can eat fruit and that is sugar. So when your body gets sugar, your body thinks it's summer. And when your body thinks it's summer, it needs to pack on your, your DNA like says, oh, you're getting sugar. It must be summer, which means winter is coming. So we're going to start storing fat. Your body starts doing that. And then when you cut out all sugars and you Mm -hmm. go just straight meat and vegetables and nuts type things, your body thinks it's winter and it starts burning fat. So there's this whole thing like back in the, the first human beings, they couldn't eat. There wasn't a grocery store. They could just go get a pack of Skittles in December. Yeah. Like in December, there was no fruits and there was no way to get sugar because they weren't growing. You had to eat just what was on the land. And then so it's a weird kind of a thing. So when you cut out sugar in the middle of summer, Mm -hmm. your body thinks it's winter and just starts shredding fat. That's wild. It's like a whole thing. And it works. It's really weird because I did that diet for like six months. I was like 30 pounds. Whoa. It's just really freaking hard not to eat sugar. Yes, it is. Because sugar is in you have to, everything. And and I and that is why for me, like I don't limit myself in regards to fruit, you know, or like dates or banana whatever. Like if if I say paleo, like I have the full Just you go. know, <laughs> yeah, I have the full menu yeah. at all times, you know. Because for me, um I, you know, I I just wanted to feel better at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I have like, I need an apple people who can't have apples. Oh no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah, no, I'm it's not going to work. Yeah. Or no, sir, for you, if I'm talking to you, but just for any listener out there, normally I would say no, ma'am, but, um, you know, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, I just, I need fruit. And so I can't because sugar in itself is extremely addictive. And I do, you know, with paleo, you can have honey, you can have maple syrup, but I, I for the most part, stay away from those things as well. Um, now we're so fortunate because we have like monk fruit sweeteners and things like that, that they did not have back in the day, they, you know, but, um, but sugar is extremely addictive. People have no idea. You know, it's eight times more addictive than cocaine. <laughs> Refined really? sugar is. There are studies that say it's eight times more addictive. I believe it. Sorry for the bakers out there. I love you guys, and I'm so proud of what you do. But it is addictive food. The sugar is. <laughs> yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, Noel Marchetti, who was the um, pastry chef over at Yolan. That's amazing. Have you eaten over there yet? I have not. I what's, your, what's your favorite restaurant in Nashville? Right now? Okay, everybody. Right now, for let's go. All of my listening friends out there, um, I just moved back to Nashville about four months ago. So I am I'm Welcome coming. Home. I'm Yes, yeah, thank you. I am back on the scene. There are so many new restaurants. I was in California for almost six years. Wow. Um, yeah, and so... So there's so many new restaurants that were not here before. Um, but right now I'm loving True Food Kitchen. I know it's a, I, it is a chain, you know, it, it is, is not, it is not a local, but I love that spot so much. It's consistently great. I have nine salads across the street at the Green Hills Grill. I got to go. Nine different salads. Y'all have been there. You guys are amazing. I'm going to come have a salad. It. Yes. I love the kale salad over at True Food Kitchen. Yes, it's, it's great. really good. They have this, um, and the reason too, I have, you know, food is so tied to uh, our, like, our memories. People don't realize, like, when you share. Oh, 100%. A, and w- the, honestly, the reason I love True Food Kitchen, the real reason is when I was on Idol, when I did American Idol, 
Um, we, a group of us went to this place, a true food kitchen in Santa Monica. And it was one of the first ones that had ever, I think there might've been five true foods in the country at it that was time. One of the first yeah. And so being from Arkansas, you know, and, and getting cast for the show and going out there and having this really cool experience, you know, I'm from a town of 3,500 people originally. So everything is, is new and bright and shiny to me, <laughs> you know, and, and exciting. And, and so I, um, I remember, uh, going there and I just had this amazing time and that's why why I love true food, right? Because it has to do with a good memory. Yeah. So I need to come to Green Hills Grill though and make a good memory there and have a great salad. I mean, shameless it will quickly become it will quickly become one of my favorite restaurants that I'll tell everyone about. So, so what part of town are you living in? I'm in Brentwood, Nippers Corner area, like close there. Nice, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's, so. it's right by our other restaurant, Maribel. So yes, where I will also too. be coming. Yes, See? I will. Yes, and taking lots of Instagram pictures Just and posting about myself. it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> As you should, as you should. This is your show. So American Idol, that so before American Idol, you were singing. I think since you said you were three years old at church, yeah. you were singing. But mm -hmm. when did you start singing? Like, hey, I think I want to do this. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I knew that I wanted to do music for a living when I was about ten years old. Wow. And um, I've always been very outspoken with my family. <laughs> and so as soon as I knew, I just told them like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to be a singer, you know? I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very, and I, I told them that. And really what it was is I'm very um, rooted in my faith. And I remember being 10 years old and being in my bedroom and I had gone to church. And um, at church, I would always hear, you need to, the, the phrase, you need to use your talents to glorify God, right? Sure. <laughs> and you have a purpose. And so I remember being 10 and it being in my bedroom and really wrestling with that and asking God, like, God, like, you know, the pastor said, this is really 10 year old Rachel, um, that I need to like use my talents to glorify you. And, and I was born for a purpose. And well, what is that purpose? You know, I want to know. And, and out of my mouth, I remember saying like, I'm going to sing and bring people to God through music. And, uh, and I, and I remember going out of my bedroom that day and telling my parents, Hey, I'm going to sing and bring, bring people to God through music. And so as a 10 year old, um, my parents believed me, like they believed that I heard from God and, and I'm so grateful because they began to put me in voice lessons. And, and shortly after that, actually, when I was, um, 13, I became preteen America and yeah. So I, they, they put me America. America. Yes. Like and in pageant. Like yes. A, like a, you were because pageants? yes, because being from Southwest Arkansas, a town of 3,500 people, two stoplights, you know, our, our, I love Prescott. that. Prescott. Prescott. Prescott like biscuit is how they say it. They literally, that is how we it's say it. Prescott. It is, it is spelled Prescott, but it is Prescott. Okay. Um, let, if you're from there or if you visit, say Prescott, you'll fit right on in. Cookville. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. Louisville. Yeah, 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 exactly. I still can't say that one. Um, there's 14 <laughs> different ways to say that one in my opinion. Okay. But I, um, you know, I wanted to sing. And so I was like, I was always looking for opportunities and with Preteen America, that competition, there was a singing competition in that there's talent. And so I actually entered it just for the sole purpose of getting to sing. Like yeah. I was like, okay, this is one of the ways that I can fulfill my Had purpose. Had you done pageants before this? Your mm -mm. very first pageant. I had it. My mom, I was like a tomboy growing up. I loved riding horses and, and you know, four-wheelers and things like that. And so my mom tried to put me in pageants when I was really little, like four or five, and I would cry. And I just wanted to be in like the barn with the animals and I would run away <laughs> from like, like, you know what I mean? Like, because those were fair pageants. That's all we had. We didn't have like... 
like 3,500 people, right? So we had the fair pageant. So if you wanted to get into the pageant circuit um, as a younger girl, you would go through the fair. So she tried to put me in a fair pageant and I just ran to the barn. Literally, I cried and ran and found the animals and she (laughs) couldn't get me out of there. So she didn't make me, um, thankfully. And, but when I, when I got, um, kind of had that epiphany moment to sing that I was going to sing for God. I was looking for reasons to get on a stage. So I actually so was the found one found the reason. Mm-hmm. And my parents believed in me. They put me in it and I ended up winning the whole thing. Miss preteen <laughs> America, America at 13 years old. And I got to travel the country. It was crazy. Did you experience. Have a crown, the whole deal, whole deal, whole deal. I got to go all over the country. Um, and I was singing and speaking and at different state level because they have the state like preteen Arkansas, preteen California, preteen Tennessee, all those places, right? And then once you, um, you know, win there, you get to go on to preteen America. And if you win that, then you get to travel the country as preteen America. So and I got to do that. How old were you traveling the country doing that? 13. And then I gave 13. up my title. So I entered it when I was 12. It was the last year I could do it as preteen. But I actually, because of um, where my birthday fell, I won at 13. And then I gave up my title at 14. What was that experience like as a 13-year-old traveling around the country? I mean, like... Really? It was awesome. I mean, it was a dream come true because I... I mean, it was it was amazing. I, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. You know, it was surreal, like, because, like, I was in, like... I, I mean, I got to ride in, like, limousines and stuff. Like, like literally. Yeah. Like, y'all, I'm from a town of 3,500 people. Like, this is, like... <laughs> I don't say that lightly. When I say it, I say it with, with, with full conviction of heart like it is a small town a beautiful town but it is tiny and um yeah so so it was a dream come true it was surreal and it was weird because I would get to like go to these big competitions and 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 speak and sing and then I would go back home and go to middle school and you know what I mean so how, did, how did the American Idol thing come about like were they coming where were you living when that, so I was in Nashville in? when I was on Idol mm-hmm. okay so you're in Nashville so they come to Nashville they're doing the auditions probably what at the arena or something no believe it or not I was in California when I auditioned I auditioned at really? Dodger Stadium really yeah wow okay I, I've lived a lot of life <laughs> I'm quite the adventurer yeah yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to follow. I, I feel like know. I'm, in the, I'm like watching Pulp Fiction right now. I'm like, where the, all of the hell part of this I know, story and all am of I it's in? true. You know, ironically, though, my parents still own the same home I grew up in my whole life. So nice. that has always stayed the same. But my life has been all over. Yes. <laughs> my parents still live in the same house. And I, I bought a house, two houses down from there. I love that. So I live right, like right next door to That's them. so sweet. It's amazing. That is sweet. I know the area really well. Yeah. Um, okay, so your Dodger Stadium. What is that? You're standing in just a long line. Okay, so and this you is have, what... Like, how many times do you have to... Because I don't... I've never heard anybody that's on American Idol. I'm sure you've covered this a million times, but like just... I love it. It's fun. Oh, no, it was a big part of my life. It changed my life. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's because a huge I, vehicle. Yeah, and I came to Nashville to sing, and it, goodness, if you're here, you know how competitive it is. And so it was like a dream come true. But I was in LA because I did... I went to Belmont University, and I did a plugging Belmont. It's a great school, everybody listening, but, um, I did a program called Belmont West. And so I got to live in LA for six months, really? spent my spring semester there. Mm-hmm. And you went for songwriting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And I interned out there as well, did an internship. And then while I was there, um, like I fell in love with California and I, I really did. I loved, believe it or not, the healthy eating lifestyle. I learned a lot out there about it and it, and I really loved it. Were you in, in LA, LA? LA, LA. Okay. We were in Burbank. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, I loved every bit of it, but I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. And 
two days before, like, I was going to go back to Arkansas for the summer because the semester was over, um, American Idol was doing auditions at Dodger Stadium. And this is... <laughs> This was my bright idea. My mom was like, you need to go ahead and audition if you're already out there. You know what I mean? You're leaving in two days. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't want to leave L.A. And I was like, okay, if I make it on this show, then I don't have to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get on the show so I can stay stay longer. Because I'm a college kid, and I'm like not. This is my thought process. And um, that's what happened, though. I ended up making it through (laughs) that round, which was the cattle call at Dodger Stadium. Sure. And, um, And I got to keep coming back to LA and then get casted for real, for real for the show and got to live out there and it was awesome. So dream come true. I had this bright idea and it, it worked. So thanks to God. That's so wild. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, it's wild, but also like, go get it. I mean, like there, there's you. not, there's so many people like, well, I probably wouldn't make it. I'm not going to do it. But like, no, I'm going to, manifest that i'm gonna go make it happen yes. i'm just gonna do this and you hustled and yeah. you got in there and then you got to stand in front of mariah carey i know Nicki minaj crazy yes keith urban and randy jackson yeah like how nerve-wracking was it standing there like were you totally like ice running through your veins like i got this or were you like oh my god like i'm gonna like freak out like what's going on through your head to be honest with you i okay that was the fourth audition that was the fourth audition fourth so not in front of them though no so it was the first in front of them but i had auditioned three times counting dodger stadium the producer rounds you have to go through and executive producers and um yeah and so i that was the fourth time i had to do the song that i sang right and i was up at like 4.30 4.30 or 5 a.m. that morning, but I didn't audition until around like 7 o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah. That's a long day. Yeah, and I prayed that whole day. Oh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I did, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And anyone with anyone of faith, I believe, would be praying too. Like, you know, it's Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj. And I grew up, you know, listening to Mariah Carey. And as a little girl, I, I loved her music. She so inspired me, and her voice is crazy and Amazing. And just to get to meet those people at one time. I know. It's a cool pretty, moment. Yeah. You know? And I grew up watching Idol as well. And I love, and I love Keith Urban, you know, <laughs> as well, you know, love him so much. Anyways. And so I had spent the whole day praying. So by the time I got there, I was like, let's go. Honestly, I think I was, I was just ready. I was ready to sing because it, I've been up so long. It was the fourth time I was going to sing the song in front of people. And I was just like, you know, um, I just want to like, I want, I want, I want, I went back to that moment that I had when I was a little girl of like, I want to, I want people to um, feel God when I sing and experience God when I sing. And so when I got up there, I was like, okay, that's, that's why I'm here. I want them to to have that experience why I was born. Right. I went back to that moment when I was 10. And so for me at that point, I was just like, that's why I'm here. I pray that they would experience the Lord in a great way and, and um, feel joy and all those amazing things and uh, feel him and, that's why I'm here. So that's it. Well, no matter what happens, I did what I was born to do. And that really was, that really, really, truly was my heart. And I, I had a lot of peace going into it. It wasn't, that, that was really it. That's all that was going through my mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I feel like you watch Idol mm-hmm. and some people come on and you're like, oh, that guy's great. Or, that woman's great. Yeah. And then you see some people like, how that, that's, you know, like nails <laughs> on a chalkboard, right? Yeah. So those people also had to have four producers who listened to them, and they went, 
this is going to make good TV. We're going to put this guy in front of them and they're going to go, ah, get out of here. You know, it's, it's going to be a spectacle. Yeah. Does it ever enter your mind that you're the spectacle? We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. We are so excited to welcome a new sponsor to Nashville Restaurant Radio, Volunteer Welding Gas and Supply. Volunteer Welding Beverage Carbonation began serving bulk CO2 and beverages systems in 1976. They're a service-oriented company that is passionate about and dedicated to beverage-only gases. How does a gas company provide service? Well, you either know or you don't know until it's too late and they use telemetry to monitor your system. Let's say that you're in the middle of a busy lunch, and then you realize, hey, there's no carbonation in our Coke. This is a problem. What do you do? You call an 800 number, be put on hold, to be told that maybe sometime in the next 24 hours, somebody will get out to you? Well, that's where the telemetry works. Volunteer welding is monitoring your tank for that. If it gets low or there's a leak, they're gonna let you know beforehand. Imagine that call before lunch, so you never have an 86 situation when you definitely don't need that. Want to learn more? Give David Perry a call at 615-306-7455 or email him at dperry at volunteerwelding.com. Hey guys, we are supported by Sharpie's Bakery and we've been supported by Sharpie's Bakery for the last year. And I tell you, I couldn't be more proud of this partnership. Guys, they're a locally owned and operated bakery right here in Nashville for the last 36 years. Yes, they deliver fresh baked bread daily to your restaurant's back door. And man, is it good. You want to know what kind of bread they make? Go check them out at sharpiesbakery.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S bakery.com. So they have over 200 types of bread. And if you're wondering, well, hey, look, it's a special recipe that I like to use that, you know, we bake it in our house and it's just, it's a kind of a pain, but we, we like to do it. They can take your recipe and make that bread for you without any of the hassle, the mess, the labor. They'll just deliver right to your door every single day. It is freshly baked. They love to give you a tour of their facility. Give Erin Moso a call. Her number is 615-319-6453. You should do it now. What Chefs Want story is incredibly unique. The owner, Ron Trenier, met with a bunch of chefs in Louisville back in the early 2000s and asked them one simple question. What do you want? And the chefs, they responded emphatically. We want deliveries on Sunday. We want to be able to split any item that you sell. We want a frictionless experience where we feel like we're being served. And so you know what he did? Something crazy. He did just that. So What Chefs Want is not only a company that's delivering fresh produce, fresh seafood, fresh custom cut meats, specialty items, dairy, gourmet, all of that seven days a week, they also offer 24-7 customer support. You wanna call, you wanna text, you wanna email, you can talk to somebody 24-7. Get your delivery seven days a week in an amazing selection of products. That is what chefs want. So if you ever wonder why do they call it that, that's your reason. Check them out at whatchefswant.com. Does it ever enter your mind that you're the spectacle? Oh, listen. Do you it's ever in your mind to you go, are they setting me up to be on national television to be like, you're not good, go away? Or are you like, no, 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 no. 
I made it this far. I'm going to actually audition. I'm one of the good ones. Yeah, I think. Well, but even if you're one of the good ones, you got to be careful because it's a TV show. Right. And so you've got to be smart, like because I had opportunities where I could have looked real stupid with stuff that I got asked to do and I did not do it. Like what? Do you mean? Example? I don't know. Oh, come on. Okay, I'll give you example. one. I'll give you one because it is true. This We're is way true. Past any, oh, like, I'll tell you this. OK, statute of limitations so on no, this I think it'll be fine. And honestly, he wouldn't care if I said it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't care. I don't think. But like growing up, I was on a hip hop team. Okay. Okay. And uh, I and I still can like do like freezes. Do you know what those are? Like where you stand on top of your head and like you like a freeze. Have you ever seen like hip hop dancer? I was. Oh, on, you got to prove that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is what happened. So you need um, to do it now. Well, it was a comp- it was a competitive hip hop team that I was on. Okay. Like growing up, and so and I still dance. I still take dance classes, and so I still can like do these. They're called freezes, and you like stand on top of your head, and they're like they look really cool. But like in my executive producer round. Um, Nigel Lithgow, you know, it's fine if he heard it, I would, it'd be okay. But he did. I was in a dress, no kidding. And he said, which I don't want to, I don't want to throw him under the bus. Good, you know, good dude. But this did happen. He was like, because um, you had to write your fun facts about yourself, right? You're in like, those process. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of my fun facts. Like, I can still do this. And he was like, cool. He's like, would you do it now? Like, could you do it right now? And he hadn't heard me sing yet. To be fair, he had not heard me sing. He didn't know if I was good or not. And uh, he was just trying to cast the show. And um, and I said, no, I will not do that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Not, not doing it right now. I said, no, I will not do that right now. I said, when I have pants on, yes. He's like, <laughs> give you $10. Yeah. Like, and, no. and, and honestly, kind of, he was like, I think he was a little bit befuddled that I wouldn't do it. You know, because a lot of people will. They'll just do I'm whatever. I'm in a dress. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. And, and I knew and I saw it. You know, I was like, no, I'm not going to be stupid in this moment. But there are people. And if you are listening to this and you were thinking about doing a TV show, I do share that because um, when you go through that process, if there is something you feel like be watchful, because I know people who have had to do crazy things and they tell me, oh, yeah, they want me to be on the show and I'm going to have to do this. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do that show and don't do that. I'm telling you, you're getting set up. You know what I mean? So, so thankfully he was okay with me not doing it. And then he did listen to me sing and he really did love my voice. And so they put me through, but, um, but yeah, I, I could have got put in a bad, you know what I mean? Like I then Yes. <laughs> it's okay. the best way to say I hate to say that, but that did happen. And it is totally true. And I, you know, it's okay to say, cause it is a real thing. So you go on the show, you sing, uh, what song did you sing? I don't People Get Ready. Oh, that's okay. People Get Ready. I sing a lot ready. of songs in my lifetime, yeah. People Get Ready. And then you go on, you get the golden ticket, you get to go to LA. Yeah. You're like, sweet, yeah. my plan has worked. Yes, it has worked. Going to LA. Mm-hmm. How You made it, how far did you make it? Like Top the, 20 females. Top 20 females. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about all that. I don't, I mean, that's that, okay. That's super impressive. I mean, as far Thank as you. I don't know what that is. Is that like how many people does it start with? Well, is that, it like a thousand? They said no. They said my season that nearly it was like right under five hundred thousand auditioned because I <laughs> know, I know, I know. From a town of thirty five hundred, that's like your city. You yes. Know, oh, this one hundred and seventy. That's like it's bigger. I don't. Yeah. Well, the state of Arkansas itself has two point eight million. Right. Yeah. So it's like this, this Arkansas in general is small, but I, yeah, they said because they opened it up to, um, online auditions and they started okay. that process. And so, um, now that's very common to have online auditions, but it was right under 500,000 that auditioned wow. my season. So if you even make it past the cattle call, you know, at your city, you, you, 
you have something going for you. You know what I mean? Whether it's you're just extremely, um, because some people get on the show that aren't, you know, but they have like a lot of charisma maybe. Yeah. But then uh, there's, then there's some extremely talented people. So you seem to have all of those things. Thank <clears throat> you. Thank you. Thank no, you. I mean, those are big qualities that they look yeah. for when you're looking for a star, when you're looking yeah. for an idol. I mean, yeah. it's very cutthroat. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not about your feelings. It's about, can to- you make it in this business? I bet yeah. there's, there's a work ethic. There's a thing they're looking for. Do you have that it factor? Yep. And you've got to be cognizant of that, of all cognizant of that at all yeah. times. Yep. Yep. Whew. It's a lot of pressure, but it was fun. And I, I really, I, I maintain like my, um, I don't know, my cool, if I had one by just keeping like the, the focus of why am I here? It's, it's really to, for a purpose. And, and, you know, I really did keep that mindset the whole time. And that's why I was able to, I think I did a pretty good job. I was so young, but just like managing my emotions because I was like, okay, I'm here. How old were you when God, you did this? 21. You're 21 years old. Well, mm-hmm. I, I imagine being Miss Preteen USA, traveling yes. around the country. Helped. Gave you a ton yeah. of experience yep. in being in front of people yep. in the limelight and just how to handle yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I loved every minute of it. Oh, you know what I yeah. mean? It was I mean, great. It was fun. It was so fun. And getting on stage and singing in front of the the country. Yes, it was you very fun. You talk about joining a pageant so you can sing in front of those people. Now yeah. you're singing in front of the entire country. Yeah, it was so fun. Wow. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. I loved it. I'm excited minute. for you in this moment. Just like, well, Thank how cool you. would that be just for your own confidence. Yeah. Well, mm. I don't know about confidence because it's the competition. So you're really not that confident. You know what I mean? You're like, I hope I'm good enough today, you know, because <clears throat> honestly, like you see so many people who can sing you under like the, the rug. You know what I mean? Like they're so talented, get cut left and right. Hollywood really? Week. Oh my gosh. Yes. I heard. Because they don't have the charisma or the look. Yeah. Or these... and, on, and on top of that, you know who my roommate was? Candace Glover. She won oh, the whole competition. Really? So she was my roommate for a long time. We were roommates for, for a long time, pretty much the whole time I was really on that show. How long did it take to be, how long were you on the show? Well, I was part of it nine months. Wow. Yeah, people don't know how long you actually. That's what that's it. what I'm wondering. Like, what was yeah. nine months? Yeah, but I think a month and a half of TV time or two months, something like that. Maybe three, two and a half. I think two, two months, month wow. and a half. Yeah, but nine months process. And so nine months process. But I was a, uh, and I wasn't living in a hotel the whole time. You know, it was like that. Also includes from Dodger Stadium forward. But sure, like Candace Glover has one of the best voices I have ever heard in my entire life has, I mean, incredible. And she is my roommate. So like, you know, you're sitting here talking to like, I'm, how am I gonna, well, cause she'd be warming up, you know, in the room and she'd be practicing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. Thank God she won. You know, it makes me feel better. Right. Yeah. Like, like, okay, well at least that was like what I had to live with was the most amazing singer I've ever heard. And she won. But I'm saying like, that's what I was surrounded by was, was people of like incredible caliber. And so I think my biggest thing was not, not comparing my voice of like, I can't, I will, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. You know what I mean? Her runs and stuff. She's amazing and just amazing, amazing vocalist. Yes. Well, but you can't, you know, everybody yeah. is an individual and you yeah. can't compare yourself. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to, it, it's, how do you compare, you know, John Mayer versus, I mean, they, they're all, that's the cool thing about music yep. is that there's so many different styles. And yep. while one person may sing yeah. this style really well, the other person may sing this style and you can't. I, I thought it was really interesting that um, Pearl Jam 
this is a super random thing. Pearl Jam won a Grammy in like 1995. And he got up there and he goes, I don't know what this means. This doesn't mean anything. Thanks. Right. Which wasn't a, I don't care about a Grammy, but he's like, I don't know how you judge art. Yeah. I don't know how you judge this and say we're better than them. Is it yeah. album sales? Like there's some really amazing other artists in this category. I don't know how you think we're better than them because it's all an interpretation of what we, who we are. And to say that one is better than the other. So, I mean, I think there's a side of that, you know, that you got to look at and go, well, she does what she does really, really well. Yeah. But I also do what I do really, very, really very well. well. Yeah. And that's a thing that, imagine went through your head at, yes. from time to time. Yes. And, and it's something that I've grown in, thankfully. Um, that's an area that I have finally like grown in, <laughs> which is taking time. But at that age, I, I, I struggled with it still not to like a terrible, no, no, I still struggled with it. Yeah. yeah. With, with what? Just like, <laughs> no, just comparison of like, Oh man, I don't know that I'll ever, you know what I mean? Like just with those, like I would be like, I don't even want to, but then she was amazing. Like she was like, Rachel, you have an amazing voice and thought I was awesome. You know, it was so encouraging, yeah. you know, but I was just like, you're so good Candace. You know, she'd be like, <laughs> Rachel, you are too. I was like, I know, but you're really good. <laughs> you know, I... but, but now I'm like, you know what? But I've gotten to a place just as an artist in my own life of like, oh, this is actually like, like music is so much more than if I can do this one run or if I, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, am I a great writer? What am I conveying? Like, what are the, the messages I want to put out? How do I, you know, it's, it's so much more than just vocals, right? Well, it, it, it's an, it is an art and it's an expressive mm -hmm. form. Mm -hmm. Like it's, like I said, it's a chef who puts these amazing ingredients together that you wouldn't necessarily think would work together, yeah. but it's delicious. Yeah. It's like, amazing. How did you think to do that? Yeah. And you're creating. Yeah. So when you write a song, what is your process for writing a song? Like so when you sit that down, is like so many people ask me that and I always, it's never the same. It really is not. I, but I will tell you two things that are pretty consistent. The, how about I'll say two, two matches for me, things okay. that will consistently will help me start a song, a match. You know what I mean? Like, a. Yeah. So one of them would be a great title. So if I go into a co-write with a great, great title, that's something I want to start with. Something that if I saw it on a page, I'd want to press play. Right. Um, and then from there, you can build the concept um, and you can change things too. But just a, a cool title, a cool play on words, something of that nature. My new single is a good example. It's called Amen. So it's like, and it's it's a take on the phrase you hear in church. Can I get an amen? But it's can I get a man? And <laughs> and I wrote it. Yeah, but but it's a good example of what it would be. But I wrote it um, with two friends of mine, C.J. Solar and Andrew Wills. I definitely want to give them credit. They're great writers in town. But um, but we sat down to write, and and I wrote it a few years ago. But being from Arkansas. When I moved to Nashville, I had never seen a boy in skinny jeans or met a guy who didn't know how to hunt or fish or whatever, right? And so they were just like, we were just catching up and they were like talking about like dating life. Like, Rachel, are you dating anybody? I was like, no, I can't find a man. You know what I mean? And it wasn't that I, because some people hear that song and they're like, I think she wants a boyfriend. I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. <laughs> it's about like wanting like manly men, you know? That's what it was about. You and provider it, no yeah i guess in a way like a man i that, guess but just like a man yeah like a like a, a a man's man you know now obviously like i have changed a lot like now whoever's listening to this i have no problem with skinny jeans anymore but being from I'm where like i'm from yeah yeah, yeah. no honestly but being it's it's just comical but like and it is supposed to be a comical kind of a song too it's supposed to be funny and fun and light um but <laughs> but it is funny because but um to me because some people think it's written about one thing and then it's, it's actually about this, but 
But when I first got here, I just had never, I saw a lot of artists and musicians and, you know, softer and, you know, the sweet. And I just, I really grew up with football players and, and truck, you know, drivers. And, yeah, you know, that's where I grew up. I mean, it really is. And, you know, my, my, my cousin like got drafted for the NFL, you know what I mean? Like all my cousins are like huge, like at Thanksgiving, they're all like over six foot, you know, six foot three, six foot four, like these big guys, like I just grew up around this. And so when I got here, um, I was just like, wow, like I just, there's, I wasn't used to, it was just different. I wasn't used to it. And so we started writing and we were just talking and I was like, can I just get a man? And I said it as a joke and we busted out laughing because it reminded us of that phrase, can I get an amen, that you hear in church. And can so we I made this, so we, yeah, so we wrote a song called Amen, and it's a tongue-in-cheek prayer kind of to God. Like, it's just fun about, like, just wanting manly men back in the USA. <laughs> you know what I mean today, <laughs> right? And so, um, anyways, and, or at least in Arkansas, that kind of thing. But that's, that's kind of how I write. It's like this, we talk, but it's a concept. It's like, oh, that's a cool title. Oh, amen. Like, what's that about? Like, that's, that intrigues me. So I, I want to write, I want to write things that are different and that will intrigue people to be like, why did she write that? Or, or what is that? Or wait, what is she saying? Like, something that grabs your eye. That's not, yeah, you know, that's yeah. not just a general song. Tell that could be about anything yeah. like, amen. Like, yeah. oh, I want to hear that. I yeah. want to know the story yeah, behind like, that what title. Is that? Yeah. And then another, another way that I like another match that I like to strike is what I'll call it or, or things that help me get going in a right. So titles one, second one, I genuinely will just sometimes like just burst out in a song and burst out with an idea. Like it will just come out of my mouth. Like um, in the shower? That or just there in the right. Like I'll just be like, no, this is what we need. <laughs> I get very like animated. If you've written with me, you know, so people you know. But you like schedule a time with yes. people and you sit in a room yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, do you have a guitar? Yeah, yeah, and or they have, yeah, yeah, like start playing yeah. something, and you're just like, da, 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 yeah, I feel like these, and these words just like come, yeah, or do you have like a concept that's like, okay, amen, yeah, and it's then one let's of those two. go around mm -hmm. this, and then hey, then they might write a verse, or they might write a, a yeah. line, and then and you're then like, we go and then that. you finish it with this line, and then you're but gonna write a chorus, but it just gets started, yeah. Just to get that start because once it started, you know, like, okay, well, we need this. What's this going to be about? You know, after you get the ball rolling, it's a lot easier. It's not, it's like, okay, hey, even if you get to a place where you're like, oh, there's a roadblock, it's like, well, I still need the bridge. So you got to figure it out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. got to get done. Like, there isn't a, you can't, but getting it started, I think, is a lot of the, not just getting it started, but getting started on something great. So you're not wasting your time. Right, because if you because if you doing it just to do it, like you want to make sure it's good, and it's easier to finish it if you actually believe in it. So getting started on a place of like, hey, like I I, I really believe in this song, you can finish that. But if you start a song that you don't even like, you're not gonna finish it. And if you do, it's gonna be you're not gonna do a good job. You know? No, I hundred percent. Yeah, because you're like, this sucks. I'm ready to go to lunch. <laughs> you know, like or coffee. Yeah. Coffee, lunch, all yeah. things I so love. So those those are my two yes. So <laughs> restaurants, guys. So but those are the two and but the one where I burst out in a song, there's a song I wrote um with Sean Fallon and Piper Jones called Firm Foundation. And Sayla ended up recording it and they made it the title of the record and that's been like my my greatest, I think like successive song with that the the record one inspirational album of the year at the Dove Awards. It's like crazy story. Wow. But that song, it really was like we prayed and then um and I'll never forget it because the chorus is a firm foundation. I don't know how long these how hot these mics are, so I don't want to be like uh, be no, like busted out. But no, you're my fine. solid rock. But anyways, 
that's what came like the whole chorus came out like that like we prayed asked god for a song that the church would need to sing um and and that is literally like it came out like that it was like I, I was just like, it's like a firm foundation. I was like, a firm foundation, my solid rock. You can't be shaken. You won't be stopped. You know, and then the rest of it, but the whole melody, everything just comes out. Nice. And that's a lot of how I, so it's the concept or it's that. Like, I will really just get into a right and it will just come out. Like, just floodgates open and then there are the words, the melody, everything. You just got to figure out the chords. So Is that like emotional when, when that happens? Like when you just sing something, you're like, that was it. Like, is, is it, is it like a, for, almost like a, like a form of therapy. Cause it's like, you're putting oh, all yeah. this into it. And then yeah. you like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, did that come from a place that I, do you ever write a song at the end of the song? You're like, wow, I feel like I just, I was able to express something that you didn't even realize was inside you. Yes. That happens all the time. And it's, it's really always like for me that when those moments happen, I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm here. You know, yeah. like when, when I, I always go back to that moment because it was so pivotal for me as a little girl when I was in my room and I was really wrestling with that question of like, why was I born? And I, and I felt like I heard, you know, from God, but when those moments happen, I'm like, yep, that's why I was born that's because it. it, it genuinely comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just like hits you like a bullet and you're just like, wow, where whoa, did that- and it's good. People love it. And it moves the room and moves the crowd and, and it touches hearts and you're like, I was born for that for sure because that's outside of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you a funny story about the Dove Awards. Tell my, me. My father used to be the president of the Gospel Music Association. You are joking me. No. So Does dad, everyone on this podcast know this? I don't know. Maybe. I don't really talk about it. I'm, I want to bring him in here and do an interview. And you like, have to. So my dad started a magazine called CCM like in the late 70s. That's and then amazing. He sold it to a company called Salem Communications. Yes. And then I'm very familiar with both now, of those. Now he has, uh, or then he left and he was the president of the GMA, the gospel. And he was the executive producer of the Dove Awards. That's crazy. We would go to the Dove Awards every year and I'd always get these, you know, I'd get like a backstage pass or whatever it was. And, you know, we would, I'd like to go backstage, but nobody had any clue who I was because I was nobody, right? That that's nobody yeah. needs to know who I am. Yeah. I'm that guy's kid. Yeah. So on my backstage pass, every time I'd meet somebody or I'd talk to somebody and a lot of, I knew a lot of the people back there, but like yeah. if I didn't know somebody, they go, who are you? And I go, I'm Brandon still. And they go, they look at me, I go, I'm John Stillson. They would go, Oh yeah, we know John. Like, you know, that was yeah. the whole thing. So I had on my backstage pass, John Stillson was my was my name and anytime i go to an event i would have a my lanyard would say john stilson <laughs> and they go what's your name oh i'm john stilson because that's nobody cared who i was so that was my whole alter ego was john stilson that's awesome at the dove awards every year that's it was a so cool. funny little thing that is amazing it's amazing that your song won a dove award i know well the record one i had to, you know what i mean but, but i was wrote, on the record i was on the title write, of the record you wrote it right firm foundation yes so, I mean, yep. you wrote that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, mean, I got I got my certificate, you know, but well, I always feel weird because cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Can you make some money off of that? Yeah, I did make a little. <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't like. I did make a little. Yeah, I'm still making a little because thank God, you know, royalties, they keep coming, but it's a little, but Mailbox I'm thankful. Mailbox money. But I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, but, I mean, 100%. Like, I yeah, yeah. Is that, that, oh, from, it's a gift. It was a, it was a dream come true. You is know? that where the money is in this business? Christian just writing the song, not in Christian music. Listen, but like music industry just, is not what it was. It is not what it was. Tell me about it. No. <laughs> what is it? 
I will lead everyone into de- deep depression. I'm There'll serious. be one. Tell yeah. me about it. No, Tell me a little about well, it. Well, I mean, if you get a commercial, you know what I mean? You get the Coca-Cola commercial or something like that, you're going to be doing all right. Um, and then if you do well, I mean, if you get enough songs cut. and Like TikTok. You imagine if you get a song yeah. that goes crazy. Yeah. Like Ashley no, Cook listen. had a song. This, this, It's been a year, you know, or yeah. what's the guy fancy like? Yeah. Walker Hayes. Walker Hayes. Praise I mean, God. he's just made a career out of TikTok be- But songs. because of like, you know, Applebee's and all these people picking up his song too. People, if you, something I heard. Whoever is writing, if you're writing with TikTok stars, make sure you have the paperwork in order because when they take off, what happens is I've heard, I mean, people, some people, they're not getting their money for a while really, because they're having to go back. Yeah. Cause like if the artist puts it out there, they just wrote it. Cause that's what these artists are doing. You know, um, they, they might not know the music business behind it. Right. So they all they know is, oh, I just wrote a great song uh, and I, and I have my little demos, you know, I just did it. So I'm going to put it out right now. Like, let's go. I don't have to have a whole studio, which a lot of them are doing. And uh, they put up their chorus and it goes viral. But they wrote it that day. The co-writer doesn't, didn't, didn't publish it. The artist did. And then they don't have any paper maybe. And so I've just heard stories. I've heard a couple of stories lately where people, it's taken them a long time to get their money with songs that have gone viral. So you got to be careful too. Like make sure you have your like literally like after you write a song, get some paperwork down. They're going to post it. You know, I'm how, serious. How tough is this business? Um, well, it's the funny. music business. No, but listen. Nashville. It's so funny. Like I said, I've been here four months. I, I was in California. I start like I was in California when the pandemic hit. That's how Hell's Kitchen started. So I stepped back into music. I released my first single in 2021. Thank God it was received really well. But a totally independent artist, right? And um, I've gotten to do a lot of things. Thankfully, just by the grace of God. And honestly, you know, I I did have a music business degree, so I have a songwriting degree, but a minor in music business. And so I I've. I, and I've learned like how to make money outside of streams. That's the truth. Like I make my income based on, I get paid for live events, you know, and some yeah. people don't like, but I'm, I'm, I'm thankful because I've learned how to like monetize my own business and like, okay, no, like this is how, this is how weird Rachel Hale is going to do it, how I'm going to make a living. Um, but as far as like the streaming and stuff, like I'm going to be very blunt, like I'm behind, like on this, like I have a good amount of streams for Spotify. But there are a lot of people who invest a lot of money in that. And I know that they're seeing rewards. And that's something that I'm still learning about. You know, I do a lot of live events. I like to do because I like that. I like bigger events. I like sponsored events. I like partnering with companies to create things. That's how I have um, really like made my business. And I am going to start investing more time in Spotify. But I'm just like, I've got so many um what is it? Stoves burning? What is it? <laughs> what pants on the stove? Whatever the, the term is. You irons, know what I mean? Irons, irons, irons on the my, fire. The, my, pants on the stove, maybe in this case. This yeah. whole, you know what I mean? Pants on the, yeah, yeah, yeah stove tops. But um, uh, anyways, so that like, I'm like, okay, well, we need to spend some time doing that. But I have so many other things going that I just haven't gotten to invest as much. Because there are some artists that I know, they're like, Rachel, you've got to just, you need to start releasing singles once, a, you know, every six weeks, really investing in Spotify, see the return there because so many people are going that route. How do you invest in Spotify? Like, um, what do you mean? Well, well, oh, because, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I catch my mouth. Um, Well, you know. That shouldn't be a loaded question. Yeah, How do you invest but in I mean, Spotify? you pay, like you pay people to pitch your songs, you know, to you this pay. playlist. We're going to take one more break to hear a word from our sponsors. We are supported by Robbins Insurance a local insurance agency providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins Insurance is the go-to agency for hospitality professionals in Nashville. Listen, 
Robbins knows how hard industry professionals work every single day. They also know how devastating accidents can be. Be it a grease fire that damages the kitchen, a severe storm that cuts off power, or a customer slip and fall incident. Both the extensive experience and the savvy to create a policy that protects your business from accidents like those, you can rest easy knowing that the work you've put in will not be for nothing. Visit Robin's website at robinsins.com to request a consultation or call Matthew Clements directly. His number is 863-409-9372. Protection you can trust. That's Robin's. We absolutely love partnering with Sharpier's Bakery. Aaron Moso has been selling bread, fresh baked bread, to locally owned and operated restaurants six days a week for 36 years. Yes, her father started the company 36 years ago, and Aaron took it over uh, five years ago, and it is doing amazing things. I have so many guests that come in the studio that are like, I love Sharpier's. They save me so much time, and the bread is so good. So we, uh, we've got round buns, specialty round buns, dinner rolls, hoagies, baguettes. They do cheesecake. They do flourless chocolate torts. They do specialty loaf breads and regular loaf breads and boulies. Boulies? B-O-U-L-E-S? Sourdough, long Tuscan, wheat, multigrain. They got everything. You should go check them out at sharpies.com. That is sharpies, C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com or you should give them a call at 615-356-0872. Supporting local is so damn important. And Aaron Moso and all of our friends over at Sharpie's Bakery do that daily. Give her a call right now. Hey, this is Jason Ellis with Nashville Super Source. We're so proud to be a sponsor for Nashville Restaurant Radio. We would love the opportunity to discuss your chemical and dish machine program with you. If you have any needs or any questions about your current program, opening a new restaurant, or just need a double set of eyes on that, we'd love the opportunity to help you with that. My number is 770-337-1143. We don't do any contracts, no minimums, weekly service to make sure that all your equipment is functioning properly. Make sure you have everything that you need. Again, my name is Jason Ellis, 770-337-1143. That shouldn't be a loaded question. Yeah, How do you invest but in I mean, Spotify? you pay, like you pay people to pitch your songs, you know, to you this pay. playlist. Companies oh, to pitch, you're paying. I mean, like a lot of those placements are paid for. I okay. mean, that's just the truth. And so- and Placements where? like On certain playlists. Oh, on playlists. So if somebody puts together a Spotify playlist, you can pay them to put your song on that playlist. Or you can pay someone to pitch it to the people directly who have like thousands of followers. Got so it. like they okay. have like, they have a playlist that is huge. Well, you want to get on that playlist because if you get on that playlist, that song gets played- so many streams. times it shoots up. Yeah. So I want to gotcha. know that person who made that playlist. And if I know that person who made that playlist, all of a sudden I can make money off of that connection. Oh, it's like right. It's a whole insider it's music a whole influencer industry. thing. It's an industry. Yes. Wow. And so. I didn't um, no idea. Mm-hmm. Most people don't. Yeah. And no so idea. people are investing in, they are investing in Spotify is the best way to say it of like, just, you know, like I'm going to invest in um, putting money to get these songs on the playlist, which is beneficial and you can make money off of Spotify. I just personally love performing live. And um, I know so many artists who, you know, music is huge on Spotify. They have millions of streams. I know artists have millions of streams that never play live shows. And if they play a live show, they don't get paid for it. And that's not that's not what I wanted. I like singing live. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you I, I need it. old school? Yeah. But old school works. Yeah. I mean, it I, will always work. It will. I have full confidence. I'm like, nope, this works. 
it works and always will. And, um, it just will. And at the end of the day, like I never, I never, I, yeah, it, it just, it will work. <laughs> it's it. old school, but it will work. But I do, I do know that's an avenue I need to start investing more money and time into. I just haven't physically had time to do it. So, um, that'll be probably the next step, so, but I am on some Spotify stuff and I have had, I've, I'm doing well on Spotify. I think for, to be where I'm at, I'm very proud of where I am. So, so if you want to listen to Rachel Hale, yes. you can go to Spotify yes, and you I'm can there. type in Rachel. And if you're a business mm -hmm. out there and yeah. you need somebody to write a song for your business, for your commercials. Yes. She's right here. I'm think, right here. She would put together. She will write it. Listen, she'll put it together. Y'all get ready. Hell's Kitchen's about to have a jingle. It's Coca, coming. Coca Cola. Ooh. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Would you be picky about like? So let's just say like Copenhagen chewing tobacco came up and said, "Hey, look, we want you to write our jingle." I would write. Would you be like? Eh, I don't think I want to do that. Or if it's like Bud Light, I think it just depends on who it is. Like how? Like obviously, like you know what I mean. If it's like. It just depends. Like, tell, tell me the brand that I, but, you would but say would, no to. Well, you know, there are several. <laughs> but, um, but you know, but but for writing a jingle, no. I mean, like, I, I think as a songwriter, that's not my job. My job as a songwriter is not to have the say and, like, my song, like, a songwriter is there to serve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, to serve a message. And so if you're a songwriter, you're a professional songwriter, like, you are you are there to serve whoever is paying you. And so if, if, if whoever, you know what I mean, Coca-Cola hired you, you write a great song for them out of a craft and a service. It has nothing to do with Hale's Kitchen. It has nothing to do with, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. my personal opinion though. It's like, do whatever you do with excellence. So no, like for the most part, like there are companies I would absolutely say, you know, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? But like, for the most part, I'm not going to be super picky. No, like, cause I'm at, at the end of the day, songwriting and a songwriter, that's a different job than Hale's Kitchen, right? And it's not necessarily like you're saying, hi, I'm Rachel Hale. Yeah. And let me endorse this product. You're it's I think a, you're serving something. To a degree. Yeah, and I think you're. I think you're. I, I don't know. I have a different. I just have a a unique perspective about songwriting in general. But like you know, if it's you know something that I really disagree with, then I'm not going to do it. But for the most part, like I'm like, okay, it's a company. They need a song. You know. Is this the is this the interview going the way you thought it would? Yeah, it's great. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun interview. I feel like it's like um I don't know. Feels like. Kind of like like a not a roller coaster, but like a good like just a good mix of like emotion and wines and turn. You're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Where but we're here, going we are. Here, here we are. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. We are. Oh wow, let's okay. keep going. Yeah, it's fun. Well, we're almost at an hour. Hey, okay. wow, that flew by. <laughs> How about that. Huh? That was awesome. Thanks for listening, people. What have we missed? Like, what do you what do you want to promote? What do you want to talk? I really about? want to. Before we end, I really want to tell how Hale's Kitchen got started. Do it. The story let's behind go. it. Because if you are listening, I think it will inspire you. Let's bring it back to the restaurant radio. Yes, like I think that's a good way to land it. Yeah. It's on food. Um, okay, so do you want to? I just want to share it because I really love the story. I want and you to I, share it. And I've shared the story on um, other interviews too, but I'm going to share it. And always this sounds, is the one that it matters. Always, well, it always sounds a little different too. But okay, so I was in school. I finished school in California, and the day before in uh, 2020 is when I graduated, and the pandemic hit. You know, in 2020. Yeah. And May, I graduated 2020. And two days before I graduated, I missed music so much. I missed singing. I missed all of it. And um, I, two days before I graduated, I got casted for a TV show. Yeah, in LA. And Which TV show? I won't share. But Is, did, did they make the show now? Um, yes, it's out. 
but I got casted and I, they actually, but two days before graduation, they reached out to me and said, Hey, we're interested in casting you for this. And I was like, praise the Lord. Like this is deliverance. You know, we're in the middle of pandemic. Nobody has jobs. California too. Y'all is crazy. You know what I mean? Like people are broke beyond broke. We're living, you know what I mean? Like, like, and we can't leave our houses, you know? And, uh, it was like, people were so afraid. Like it was way worse than Nashville. I came to Nashville and I had culture shock. You know, when I visited, I was like, people are touching each other. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, what are they doing there? They're, they hugged, you know, but California people were running outside in their mask, hiking in their mask, nobody around for miles. Like this is the, this is what it was, you know? And so, um, so I got casted for the show two days before graduation or they reached out about it. And I was like, Oh, I think this is my like deliverance. You know, it's a job. It gets me back in front of people really quickly. Why won't you say what show it is? Cause I just don't want to. Anyways, <laughs> I have the right to remain silent. Okay, so I <laughs> so I sex ended, lives of college girls. What did you say? Sex lives of college no, girls. No, that's illegal. That's just this is just that is absolutely stranger the, things. The right to remain silent is actually a government. That's just that's born in the USA, baby. Okay, listen. So <laughs> so listen. Okay, so I get casted with a TV show, and then I go. So that so I ended up going through all of the like auditions and stuff. I ended up do getting casted, and I moved down to LA um, during the pandemic and a week before we're supposed to start filming I'm living in LA and I'm in a really nice area of LA um, my catalytic converter gets stolen from my car the governor Newsom governor Newsom not the yes he is the governor but governor Newsom ends up doing a new mandatory stay-at-home order and um, I like you got ticketed for le- like driving like Riverside people are getting ticketed for being like on the inter- like on the road yes like you could not leave your house on the 91 freeway they're pulling you over you couldn't you were, yes certain wow. areas were worse than others and like it wasn't like absolutely nuts but it was at the same time like I know people who got ticketed for driving during that state wow. order and we're getting pulled over for it. like you need to go home um, and so that happened and then the show did a budget cut. And I got cut from the show a week before we were supposed to start filming. So all these horrible things happened. And I was like, oh, man, like, I was really banking on that. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I'm like, this is like horrible. It's a $2,000 part, my car. Um, You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, and, and, and music is not happening for anybody. Like live events are not happening. So what am I supposed to do? And I was at my, my uh, little studio apartment that was in LA. And I just began to like, I was freaking out really. And then, um, you know, in the Bible, it talks about giving thanks for all you have, like giving thanks in all things is what it talks about. The perfect will of God is to give thanks in, in, in all circumstances. Right. That's what it says. And so if you really don't know what to do, the best thing you can do is give thanks. That's, that's really all you got to do because that's the perfect will. Let's just give thanks in all things. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to start giving thanks. This is truly what happened. And I started giving thanks for what I had. And I was like, thank you for my, like, breath you know what I mean like I was having a nervous break like I was like sure. this is a horrible situation yeah. and um it felt horrible in that moment um there's many worse situations for many men there are many worse situations I could have been in but in that moment it felt devastating because I put so much hope in it and um all of a sudden through uh, like through that I had this idea come to me of like because I was like, how am I going to like pay my bills? How am I going to have afford food? How am I going to, you know, all the, I didn't want to do government assistance. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. Sure. And so I was like, I wanted to work, you know? And uh, I was like, how am I going to do this? And, and all of a sudden, like, I was like, you know, thank you for my phone. And this idea came to me, which I felt like was God inspired of like, reach out to a company and see if they'll like sponsor you, you know? And I reached out to Vital Proteins, which is a collagen company. Yeah, I, and love, I, I use their stuff every morning. In my they're coffee. great. Well, they're not, I'm not, I love them, but 
they've moved on to Jennifer Aniston. She is like, <laughs> the micro-influencers like me are no more. They're, they're lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. And I'm coming up. Watch it, Jennifer. I'm coming. No, I'm just kidding. I would love to be your friend, though. Let's be friends, Jennifer. Anyways, but I... Because uh, she, she's listening to this. You know what? You never know. You would be shocked. You would be shocked. What if you? What if she did? I'll what? tag her in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. And she, she does. Hey, but somebody out there might know her. Anyways, I ended up... I ended up... Um, so, I ended up... Um, yeah, so I ended up reaching out to them and they um, were like, we'd love to like, you know, send you product, you know, whatever. And I've been buying their stuff forever. So they sent me product and, um, and I like, instead of like doing, they were like, just post about it. That's all they wanted me to do. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to post about it. You know, I'm going to be original. So I was like, I'm going to make a cooking show called Hale's Kitchen. Total joke. It was an absolute joke. And, um, and I was like, I'm going to share my coffee recipe that I use every morning. It's like bulletproof. This is weird coffee thing I do. And it's not exactly bulletproof. It's my own thing. And I shared it and companies loved it. And they started sending me product, like in the middle of a pandemic, oh, in wow. the middle of a, yeah, like, um, Trabali Foods, great. I don't know if National has it, but there's a lot of companies in LA too, are sponsored by California, but they start sending me food in the middle of a pandemic. I'm just getting food left and right. And I'm trapped at home and okay. really I need food too. Well, yeah, it's great. Honestly, <laughs> no, on, honestly, yes. Yeah. Honestly, yes. Especially when you eat a paleo diet, cause it's so expensive. Well, Do you know what I mean? It's first, not McDonald's. One of my <laughs> first sponsors was a company here called Creation Gardens or called What Chefs Want Now, but they're like a purveyor. That's cool. And they're on my first sponsors but they paid me in trade like food that's yes like that's i would awesome. go pick up food that's awesome. in the middle of the pandemic because yep. i didn't have money that's right and i'm hungry and i got yep. kids yep. and i'm like ah, and they were like well, we'll trade we'll do trade so i would like go online order food and then go pick it up at their warehouse and it was great i had fillets and all kinds it's of, awesome and their food is amazing but that was a really a, a blessing for me to have yeah. so i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah, and absolutely. This was a different time. Yes, it was. My gosh, yes, it was. And, yeah. and to pretend that it wasn't, and that was something, that, and that we're so tough, and like all. No, it's like I was totally dependent on God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's how He was like providing for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, yo. Anyways, but companies start sending this to me. I'm still thinking it's a joke. I'm at home, and really like you know it. It the stuff was getting engagement on social media, but not to the degree that music would. And uh, and so I really was just like I thought because I thought it was a joke. And a few of my friends knew it was a joke that everyone else thought it was a joke too. So I was like, I think people are saying it's funny. So then like, as soon as the stay at home order lifted and I start like actually going back out into society, people are coming up to me and they're like, I love your cooking show. I love your cooking show. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, Hale's Kitchen is awesome. I like love your recipes. And I was like, you're making them? You know what I mean? Like I was like, I literally was like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Cause I'm over here like making like these butternut squash. Co- yeah. yeah, 100%, 100%, you know? And then I have friends I'm talking to on the phone, you know? My mom doesn't really understand social media fully. Like she's, she's engaged with it. But like, you know, like, I don't know. I was just like, whatever, I'm doing this. I'm laughing. It's fun. I'm getting a lot of food. This is great. This is funny. You know, companies love it, you know. And uh, anyways, but then people are like, I love your show. And then they're sending me pictures of their recipes, like them cooking my stuff. And I was like, you know, I literally was like, is it, do you like it? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Because it's actually good. Because I had eaten this way and, and just kept it to myself for so long, right? So I was like, There's a little bit of validation there too. Oh yeah, but still, I'm like, are you telling the truth? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, but they do, they loved it, and people do love it, and and so that's how it started. And then, um, obviously, it, you know, I, I still like, I, I just now, I can honestly say. I've just now started taking it seriously. Like I still like, like I got invited uh, to the world food championships in November um, to sing 
because I sing. That's what I am. I'm a singer, you know? And, uh, but the good news is I can whisk until I'm 80, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> Hey, this is going to go for a while. You know what I mean? I just, I, this has longevity behind it. So I'm going to stick with it. But I got to cook. I did like a, a live cooking thing. They had me as like a guest chef, which was like mind blowing. And I was just laughing. I was like, how the heck am I here? You know what I mean? <laughs> the world food championships, you know, but I loved it. And, uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to be, um, on talk of the town next. So next Wednesday I'll be on talk of the town cooking. Uh, with Tawana Coleman on New nice. Channel 5. Yeah, so tune in. That's going to be really fun. And uh, it's just something that has grown and I've loved and it's brought me so much joy. But that, I wanted to share that story because, you know, I think in the food industry, the food industry is tough, you know? Yeah. And and I don't know what all listeners you have. I don't know if they're musicians solely, but I would imagine they're food industry people mainly. <laughs> you know it's what I mean? Like Mostly food industry yeah, people. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I just... I, as I've gotten to be around uh, people in the food industry, like I've just fallen in love with it and I've fallen in love with the people and I'm, and I just, I don't know. I just, I just am really grateful to be a part of this community now. And I just want people who are listening to know about my story, know how it started and, and just know like during the middle of the pandemic, I found so much joy from the connections I made with each of these companies because the paleo companies are smaller companies and most of them vital, vital proteins is huge, but a lot of them that I was working with have, you know, you know, not near as many followers, not a million followers, yeah, yeah. 40,000, maybe, you know, 16,000 here, 8,000, you know, whatever. And, uh, I got to, in the middle of a pandemic, connect with real people that were, that were, doing something very difficult and not in a, in a very even more difficult season than normal. Sure. And I just fell in love with the people and it gave me so much joy and I'm just so grateful to be a part of this community now. And so just wanted people that are listening in this community to know um, my heart and like my background in this, but that I'm, I'm grateful to be in Nashville and I'm grateful to be, be here and, and get to know all of you in the Nashville restaurant radio community. So thank you for having me. And that's kind of where I wanted to land it. You have been a joy and a pleasure I appreciate Thanks, you taking the time to come in, yes, time to so talk fun. to us for all of your stories. I feel like we could have done this for several hours. It's so it's just fun. what happens in this room, right? So you fun. sit down and it's just like so much fun. Um, we do one final thing. Yes. And you may have just done it. I don't know. But this is, this is, we do the Gordon Food Service final thought. Gordon Food Service, our fine title sponsor. They're amazing people. And they sponsor this final thought. What this is, is you get to take us out. So whatever, oh. whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, you get a final thought. So like almost, I always, I always say Jerry's final thought, but nobody knows hey, what that means. No pressure. So yeah, so you get to just, if you want to say whatever you want to say, the mic is yours and we'll end it after that. Dang it. Just one? Just one? Okay. I'll give one just to stick to the rules. Whatever you want. Okay. As long as you want. You say whatever you want. <sighs> okay. Listen, this is my final thought. It's encouraging. Um, I live by this. If there's not a door build one. That's what I believe. It's like, and, and if there's not a door opening, build one. Um, I think that a lot of people go around this town and the world in general and just knock, 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 and they get discouraged because doors aren't opening. And, and sometimes I think we're actually created to build one. And that's the platform by which we will succeed and allow other people to walk through. You know what I mean? And I think, does that make sense? It's like, does yeah. that make sense to you? Yeah. So it's, it's different. It's a different rule of school of thought, but it's my school of thought. And it's how I kind of even built hell's kitchen it's like okay you know like this is a great example but like um so many music opportunities have come because of hell's kitchen so many music opportunities and doors that i could not get into but for whatever reason hell's kitchen opened them do you know what i mean and it's like 
World Food Championships, all of a sudden I'm singing now in front of like amazing people, amazing chefs from all over the world. That's just one example, but there are other examples too. Um, you know, my music is now being promoted by food companies, ironically enough. You know, food companies that I, that I have partnered with are actually like posting about my music on their Instagram series and, and on their shows and, That's awesome. and they're sharing it with their audiences now, you know, and, and, uh, and it's wild, right? But it's because of Hale's Kitchen. And I think, you know, American Idol was an amazing platform, but I needed something more than just that and Hell's Kitchen has been that for me. And so I don't know how that applies to whoever's listening, but if, if you're knocking right now on doors and they are not opening, like I just want to encourage you to build your own door um, to create something new. And that could be the platform that, that God wants to use to, to actually move your business forward. And it's the door that other people will walk through, you know, and, and that's what this has been. What's so cool for Hell's Kitchen too. It's like, like I've got to have so many celebrity guests on my show. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, um, it's been, it's been an opportunity for them to get to, to do something different and share a side of them that they haven't got to share. So, and that's where I see it going even more is to do more like of a TV show type thing, you know, eventually. And so, um, which would, which would go back to that door analogy, right? So I'm going to paraphrase some of so, what you just now said Yeah. to say, sometimes when the door doesn't open, you're opening the wrong door. That's a good one. Because you were going to be on this show. Yeah. And the show didn't work out. And you were distraught by this. What am I going to do? Yeah. And through that, like, I think so many people can get caught up in that. And they can live there. Yeah. But instead of that, you found gratitude. Like, sometimes for, you know, God or whatever, however, your higher power, whatever you want to put it. I use the word God because that's what I believe. Yeah. But I pray about things. And when things don't happen... I go, that's not meant to be. And then yeah. I pivot and then I go, what is meant to be? And you just keep doing the next right thing mm-hmm. and things come out. Like, and in your case, you were devastated. I'm going to find gratitude in my heart. Yeah. And all of a sudden this idea comes and that's the trajectory that you were meant to go. Yeah. And now it's opening up all these other doors yeah. that maybe that other one would have opened other doors too. But you know what? That wasn't your, that wasn't your plan. So I, I think there's really interesting to say, you know, when, when door doesn't open that, Maybe that's the wrong door to open. Yeah. And that's for a reason. Yeah. Or get a get a jackhammer and open the damn door. You yeah. know, I don't know either way yeah. you look at it. I love that final thought. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. You, it's for been having a pleasure. Me. Thank y'all for listening. Rachel Hale. Appreciate y'all. All right. Thank you so much to Rachel Hale for joining us here on Nashville Restaurant Radio. I'm super excited this Monday to welcome back Caroline Galzen to the show. She'll be with us. All month, uh, the next several months. I mean, she's back. So we're really excited to do that. We've got some episodes that are coming up. So here's something really fun that we're going to talk about next episode. We are going to do, we're going to, we're in the process in the works. Here's what we want to do. Here's the idea. And if we get some response here, we'll, we'll do something with it. Rachel Hale is single. She has a song called A Man. We talked about it in the interview. We thought it'd be really fun to find her a man. So we're going to do a dating game episode with her. Here's what I need from you. If you know a man who is single, who finds Rachel attractive and would like to date her, then submit it. Submit their name to me and maybe we can do an interview. I can call you. I can find out exactly what she's looking for. And we're going to be screening potential suitors, Rachel here. 
You're going to come in studio. We're going to have three gentlemen. They're going to be behind the curtain. She's going to ask questions. It's basically the dating game, right? It's pretty easy. But we're going to make a love connection, and then we are going to do a. We're going to send them out on a full date night. It's going to be awesome, and it's going to be great. It's going to be make really great podcast. And so, if you liked Rachel Hale on the show, and you potentially know somebody, or maybe you would love to take her out on a date. This is your chance. You can DM me at Brandon underscore NRR and say, hey, I'm interested in dating Rachel Hale. I am not going to tell her anything about you. You're not going to know anything. We are going to do all the screening, Caroline and I. So that's what we're going to do. That is the idea. If we get some response, we're going to make it happen. If nobody responds, then maybe we don't do it. But we're going to talk about it the next show. And we're going to put a thing out, and I hope that it works out because I would love to do this. It sounds like so much fun. So, all right. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening and thank you for your patience with us, giving us a little bit of a breather. We are back and better than ever. I hope that you have an amazing weekend. We'll be back on Monday with the uh, Emma and Chris from SS Guy. Hope you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.